Um, and then we'll get to today's daf. So we have in mind that our learning should be as chos for for Shlema. Or Michal Aviv Bas Yudas, Imi Bas Torah, Sora Bas Yocheved, and anyone else? Okay, uh, Hadas Bas Ronya, Yosef um, Mina, whoever else needs a refuah. Um, and uh, with that, let's get uh, see. Let's see what happened yesterday. Uh, we'll uh, get the reviewing. So uh, we were talking about an interesting uh, question. Is that we, one of the expressions that would indicate that a person is taking on a Nazirus status? He says, "If I will, I want to be beautiful." And uh, the question is, is that uh, if a Nazir is something that's a sinful thing to take on, why would you call that beautiful? What's beautiful about it at all? That's the question. The Gemara explains that uh, that uh, in fact. Even according to Rabbi Lazar Kapper, who calls the Nazir a chote, a sinner, it's only because he became tummy. The Nazir tummy is really where the issue is, is because after all, once you're tummy, so then all the days that you counted fall, fall off and you've got to start over from scratch. So like you're almost done, you become tummy, you've got to start all over again. People, the nature of people is that uh, after, you know, they messed up, uh, they're like, oh, no, man, another time, and then they're really regretting what they're doing. And uh, it's almost as if, like, when they're bringing a carbon, it's like they're really, they're not into it, their heart's not into it. And therefore, that's really where the sin comes in. Okay, but if he's another Tahir, um, then, uh, in fact, he's not a, not a sinner at all. Okay, um, next thing we talked about is uh, another expression. He says, I will be like this. So, uh, so I understand, even if he picks up his hair, he didn't say, Hareini Beze, I am with this, meaning with my hair, something, a mitzvah related to my hair, but rather, Kaze. So obviously, um, as Shmuel says, another case is, there's another case where there was a Nazir passing in front of him. Next thing he said, uh, he used the expression, Hareini Mesalsel, which is kind of like, if you've ever seen a chassid, um, they play with their payas, they like, like to roll it, curl it, Right, right. To wrap it around their finger, so that uh, that act is being misalso. It's flipping, flipping it around. So Harena misalso is indicating he's going to grow his hair long. So the Gemara says, "How do you know that that's what uh, being is being referred to here?" Um, so we do find that uh, there was the maid, the maid servant in Rebbe's house, um, being that she was in close proximity to Rebuta to Rebuta Anasi, she was considered a linguist because she picked up a lot of the lingos of, uh, of Rabbi Danas. It was a master in the Hebrew language. So there were a lot of terminologies that people didn't know what it meant. But thanks to her, we knew what it meant. So, he's, so she's talking to the rabbi or one of the students who was apparently playing with his pants too much. He says, how long are you going to be misatzel bizarich? Um So uh, she gave him like a little musr. Okay. Anyway. So uh, the Gemara says, but there's other play, other things that refer to the to, that are referred to with that word misilsel, as the it uh, could be referring to Torah, as the pasuk says misilsel of Tromecha. So it could be referring to because that's also you know uh, we say in Pirkevos uh, right, hafachba vafachba ben hey omer hafachba vafachba vafachba is that we ben hey ben bag bag whatever one of them say the kulaba. Turn uh, Torah over and over. You'll always find another, another facet, another angle, another different way to see something. Um, so that's the idea. Um, so uh, that's what salsala also means. It could be referring to Torah. So the Gemara says obviously he must have held his ear when he said it. 
Um, next thing is uh, we, terminology that also accepts the Nazir is Harini Alay Shalech Pera. So that's also a Nazir. So the question is, what does Shiluach mean? You're think, saying it means growing it long? Um, as the one pasuk indicates, that's what Shiluach says. But it could be removing. Um, as the pasuk says, Shalech Maima Prechutzos, he sends water away, you know. So the Gemara says, you're right, but because he says Pera, so uh, here it says Kadoshia Gadel Pera, and over and it says, um, and it says that by a by a Kohen the Pera lo yishalechu. A Kohen has an obligation to not to grow out his hair too long. So that you see Shiluach there means growth when it's connected to the word Pera. That's how we know Shalach Pera means to grow out one's hair. It's one answer. Also, another possibility is that even when it said shalech um that was also increasing because when you water, when you use water to, to uh, water the, the the plants, they grow and they increase. So it's also it's not it's increasing. Now the next case was a case that was actually a dispute between Rameir and the Chachamim. Uh, Rameir uh, says if the person says Rameir says that that's enough. Birds, the bird offerings that he's taking on is the bird offering that a Nazar would bring if he comes to me. Um, so what's the basis for a mayor? So Rishlokesh explains that, uh, that when you're looking at, when we say the word tzipor, there's an automatic um, attachment in one's mind to hair. And that's because we see the, that in, in description, of course, Pasuk in uh, Daniel that uh, apparently Nebuchadnezzar like uh, um, grew out his nails. There was a period of time where he was living like a wild man, and his hair became like like an eagle's feathers. Okay, it grew long. So there you go, tziporim, and uh, and uh, meaning it's connected to that to the hair, and that's how we know that it's from from the context that they're connected to each other. So Rameir says a person would connect to something that's written next to that in the Torah. Meaning, even though he's quoting one word, but we, we're familiar with where it's mentioned in the Torah, and he's, he's, he's referring to that word, but it's referring not only to that word, to that word in where its context is, and the next word that's near that. The Rabbanon say people just don't do that. Um, if they're quoting A, they don't mean B, basically. Um, that's how Rish Lakshan understands Machlokes. Rabbi Yochanan says that actually everybody doesn't connect to a, the next word. Um, the Pshan and Rameir is different, is that we, we, we don't know for a fact that it means the bird offerings of a Nazir, but we're suspecting that it is. Um, so the Gemara says, what does that mean? Make you high, why would that make you into a Nazir? Maybe it's uh, bird offerings that are voluntary. Where it says that already can't be because it would be referred differently. You don't say tziporim if it's a bird offerings of that are voluntary. They would have to, you can't be a sin offering. They have to be um, an ola, uh, right? Uh, there's only two types. There's no shlamim for bird offerings, um, and uh, you can't volunteer to bring a sin offering. It's not an option. So what is it? It's a uh, it would be olas, but the, if it's a pair, then it would be uh, a cane. Because they're like one nest. Um, so the Gemara says, maybe, um, so, um, so maybe it's Sipporim Mitzorah, that he's obligating himself to Sipporim Mitzorah, which also is referred to with the word Sipor. 
Um, and so the Gemara says, you're right, the only way we would know this is because there's a Nazir passing in front, and then you say Tzipor, that's how we say, okay, you need the bird offerings that are related to a Nazir. So the Gemara says... Have to be uh, animals, a toda. What? Korban toda. Korban toda is strictly an animal, animal. right? A toda is a subcategory, actually, of a shlamin. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay, there's no bird okay. offerings of that kind. Right. right. Okay. And then the, the, the scale, yeah. Well, we have no, scale. they mean, yeah. We that, can afford the animal. Right, right. well, that's, oh. that, that's right. The sliding way. scale one. That's for a chata That's for a, that's a, well, there would be, a, it's a chata. When it's bird offering, it's usually a sin offering and a, and a, and a burnt offering, a combo, uh-huh. uh, when you're going in birds. But anyway, that's the... Um, but so, the bottom line is, in, vo- in, in voluntary offerings, there, for birds, there's really <coughs> only one korban. Point being is, it's referred differently with Cain, not with Tzipor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe he wants to volunteer to bring uh, Tzipor Mitzorah, so there must have been another passing. Maybe there was another, this was another Tame, and he's trying to cover his korbanos. He's saying, I'll take care of him. So the said, no, it was another Tahar that was passing in front of him. Okay, so now, what's the practical difference between Rabbi Yochanan's version and Reish Lakish's version? It would be, and let's say he says very clearly, uh, the Tziporan that are smuchin l'seyar, I'm taking on myself. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, still not enough, because we don't uh, learn the connection to the next text, um, and it'll only work if there is a Nazir that's passing in front, otherwise not, and according to Rabbi Lakish, even without the Nazir passing in front, would be enough. Now, the question is, really, is that true that nobody quotes a text and means from the text what's written next to it? Um, a person says, Yemin, that's a shvua. Why? Because the Apostle says, Yemin, he lifted his right hand and left hand to heaven, and he swore. So you see that Yemin is connecting to that. Someone says, that's not the pshat. Pshad is not that it's the connection because it's written next to swearing. It's because the, the raising of the right hand is itself an oath. As, and that's what the Pasuk says, Nishba Hashem Now it's not only the raising of the right hand, it's even the raising of the left hand. As Pasuk says, it was Ra'uzo. Like I mentioned yesterday, I, thought, I find this fascinating that when everybody goes to court, they always raise their right hand. You know, they say, raise your right hand. Mm-hmm. And, what are you doing? Every wonder, what are we doing? The answer is, it's a part of the Pasuk. They're connecting to the, to the biblical text that, uh, you, that that's a way to accept an oath. Um, anyway, I have to find that interesting. Okay. Um, okay, which brings us to um, the next Mishnah. Somebody takes on a Nazirus, but he, he wants to limit his Nazirus to grape seeds. Okay. Uh, or something, or just haircuts, or tuma. He didn't say he was leaving out the one about wine. <laughs> okay, uh, he kind of likes his wine. So anyway, so that's still a nazir, and uh, not only is he a nazir, he's a nazir for everything, and therefore he's going to be bound completely. Now our mission is not like Rav Shimon because Rav Shimon says disagrees with this. He says that you're not chayav unless you specifically <laughs> take on the full, full whole king kibudo, the entire obligations of a nazir needs to be taken on in order for us to know that you are a Nazir. Um, and the Rabbanon say, even if he only said a Naziris, only mentions one of the things, that would be a Naziris. Now, the question is, where's the Makoros to these two sides? So first we say, what's the reason of Reb Shimon? 
Pasuk says, Mikola Sheyas Mikavinayin, Bechatsan Vadzag, everything that is made from the grapevine, including, um, but not limited to, okay, yeah. okay, including, but not limited to the skins and the seeds, um, and uh, the Rabbanan, and therefore you have to like clearly take on the entire gamut of, of the obligation. That's how Rabbi Shimon sees it from that quote. And for Rabbanan, my time, we the Rabbanan say that it's not necessary to quote everything. We extrapolate, you, take, you say a piece of it, and we'll say it means everything. Because the public says, yazir, meaning even if he only mentions Yain Vesheikhar as with his Nazir Sazon, we understand that it means everything. So the question, and this is really sort of where we left off, Reb Shimon, doesn't it also say, Yayin V'Sheikh, according to him? Yayin V'Sheikh Yazir, what does he do with the Pasuk, Yayin V'Sheikh Yazir? Everyone's going to have to explain the other one's Pasuk. So that's the first question, is what does he do with it? So he says, it's coming to Aser, to make prohibited the wine of mitzvah, just like the wine of Rishos. And that is where we left off. We're going to continue with this um, in a moment.